more podcasts coming away. This is number 362. We're going to talk about HGH in this episode. Steve Smee here and the rake in the house. Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So this episode, guys, we're going to go over uh, all about HGH, human growth hormone. So what is it? It's a protein-based peptide hormone. It's created with the monsters of bodybuilding that we see today. It's, pro- it's produced in our bodies spit out and as we get older it starts to drop in our bodies lower and lower and lower just like testosterone does so as you get older you got low hgh levels it's gonna kind of prevent you from reaching your fitness goals it's gonna prevent you from healing as as good as you used to it's gonna prevent you from recovering it's gonna be prevent you from sleeping as good etc 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 so there's a lot of a lot of benefits so what we do a lot of us do in the bodybuilding industry, we get on HGH when we get older in our 40s, 50s, 60s, and it kind of helps us. It's an anti-aging. It helps us kind of reverse the years, makes us feel younger again. So we're going to talk about it. It is very essential for many functions in our body. And just like testosterone, many of us are deficient in HGH at much younger ages than we used to be a couple of generations ago. A lot of that has to do with the pollution in our environment, the plastics in our oceans, the foods we eat, the water we drink. All those factors uh, help contribute to lower HGH levels. Stresses, the stresses from, from life, from food, from all kinds of things, all that kind of takes a toll on it. So the problem with HGH, unlike testosterone, is this stuff is pricey. So we're going to talk about this in this podcast, how to avoid getting bad HGH because a lot of HGH out there is bad and it's very, very expensive. So you're going to be spending a lot of money on something that is fake. So, and that's one of the reasons it's fake so much too, is because it's so expensive. So Rick, uh, do you want to talk about the history behind HGH and we'll kind of get into some of the other stuff, but before you do, I have a little graph here that I want to share with you um, that shows your HGH levels. Basically as a teenager, it's high, high, high. And then as you get older, you get to 15, 20, 25, 30, it starts dropping very rapidly. By the time you're like a senior, it's very, very low. Um, so it declines as you get older, very, very rapidly, especially in your thirties and forties, very, very quickly. Yeah. So Rick, tell us a little bit about the history. Well, HEH has been available for clinical use from human cadavers as far back as the 1950s. And they also used uh, recombinant DNA technology in the 1980s to make HGH. So HGH has been and continues to be prescribed by doctors for many different reasons to promote growth in, in children mainly that are considered to have problems with growth. And the cadaver HGH was extracted from cadavers from the pituitary gland. Sound, and then people would inject it into their bodies. Sounds a little bit gross, but when it comes down to it, if you have a, a condition and that's just what you need to do, that's what you need to do. A, a good example of a, of a kid that was prescribed and used HEH is uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, so uh, story goes, rumor goes that Lionel Messi was pretty short guy, little guy, and just a very talented soccer player, but very, very tiny guy. And uh, when he was around 12, 13, he underwent uh, HGH therapy for a while to help him, you know, to help him grow and help him gain some, some size. 
And now he's the, the player that he is today, right? So you may go with Homon, been around for a while. It's been synthetic uh, since about the 1980s uh, until today, apparently still being produced around the same way that it was produced uh, back in back in the 80s. All right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about more about the background with uh, with ACA. So just uh, just some uh, more, uh, you know, some some facts. Basically, um, ACA in our body is produced by the anterior pituitary gland. And as I was saying, it peaks when we're young. And it drops us as we get older. Very important, guys, for our bones, our muscles, our organs, many parts of our body. It controls the metabolism of fats, carbs, and minerals. It also will increase the size and number of cells in the skeletal muscle. So that's one of the reasons why you see these huge professional bodybuilders get so big. You think they got big like that just by magic, just from steroids? No, they needed that HGH. HGH is the secret weapon because it produces those huge cells. It not only increases the size of cells, but increases the cells itself in your skeletal muscles. So along with that, it can help you reduce body fat. It does that quite well. Um, some of the, the professional bodybuilders that I talked to over the years on the podcast, uh, they've told me, they're like, look, there isn't a better fat loss compound than HGH. Does an amazing job. And it also helps with your cholesterol levels as well. So it has a lot of benefits. If you're deficient in HGH, you're going to have a hard time losing fat. You're going to have a hard time with your heart health. So it's very, very important. And, um, you know, it sends a message to the, our cells and our muscles, our cells and our bones, cells and our tissues, tells them, hey, grow more muscle, shed fat. So in this situation, you're using a more than therapeutic dosage. So, you know, how much HGH do we, do we, about do we produce? Obviously not much, maybe one, one and a half IUs, which would be um, exogenous HGH example, which would be that ratio. So these professional bodybuilders, Rick, they're running six, eight, 12, 15 IUs of HGH a day. And their bodies only naturally produce maybe one, one and a half IUs. So if you're going to use HGH for therapeutic reasons, you want to stick to one and a half to two IUs. If you want to be a professional bodybuilder and try to chase these guys, these monsters, obviously you're going to run way more than a therapeutic dosage. So it really depends on what you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, it's a great recomp compound, you know, for that reason, anything that can actually put on muscle and lose fat at the same time, that is hard to do. So that's, that's the bottom line with it. Now I'm bringing rank in a second, but medically, medically, what did HGH, what is HGH great for muscle wasting diseases because of the low side effects and the great benefits that it has. So AIDS patients, they're known to use HGH. And over the years before HGH was available legally, just by going to an anti-aging clinic or going to a doctor who's, you know, going to prescribe HGH to you where you can actually get it from them, guys used to actually go and get it from the black market from people who were prescribed it for their AIDS. So the AIDS patients would basically sell the HGH to the bodybuilder. And that's how the bodybuilder would get it. And the AIDS patients wouldn't get their HGH. <laughs> so, but they would just pocket the cash. So um, there's been um, over the years, I mean, guys have spent four figures a month doing that. So 
that's that's the way it goes. It's not really a morally acceptable thing to do, but that's that's you know that's what's been happening over the years. You want to jump in, Rick? Uh, yeah, and just to bring it back to the history, just a tiny bit, something I forgot to uh, to mention when when human growth hormone was extracted from cadavers, they were only able to get about one milligram of human growth hormone from a cadaver. So a person to a person that needed a H human growth hormone treatment would require about 360 something pituitary glands per year, just to keep that one person going on the treatment. And so it was, uh, it was only awarded on the basis of real necessity and also uh, uh, partly research. And some people actually got sick because of a contamination with the with the HGH that came from cadavers. And it really wasn't until 1985 that it was uh, made in a, in a lab and it, and it could be almost unlimited uh, availability really uh, after, uh, after that, that stage uh, from then on. And like uh, Steve was mentioning, it has some pretty profound effects on your muscles and just pretty much on every organ in your body, every organ from your skin to your bones, to everything. I mean, it, it really does a good job of, repairing everything your body makes about 16 to 18 times more hgh when you're sleeping I'll, I'll get into a little bit more on that later hgh actually causes your muscle cells to multiply there you have a higher chance of creating new muscle cells when you are actually using human growth hormone than when you're using steroids which only tends to make them get larger and larger so Human growth hormone really is kind of that next step. You're not going to see anybody uh, becoming a professional bodybuilder at the, at the very top, top levels uh, and really developing every muscle unless they're adding human growth hormone to their regimen. Human growth hormone will have, a, if you inject it, you can suppress your natural production. You can mess your natural production up if you are injecting high amounts of it. So that's something to really be aware of and know not Everybody gets suppressed from it, but the possibility is there uh, to get suppressed, which look, it happens with your thyroid. If you use a T3 it happens with your testes, if you use testosterone. So, you know, human growth hormone is one of those that, you know, it could and, and does happen if you abuse it. All right, guys. So let's, let's talk about a little more of the nitty gritty here. So for athletes, um, you know what I would say, this is probably the most widely used compound uh, professional sports uh, across the spectrum, Rick NFL. We've seen guys uh, like Peyton Manning. They uh, toward the end of their career, they started having some nagging injuries. There's some evidence that they used it. Tom Brady, uh, some of these big time athletes, uh, you know, we can, we can hypothesize, we can speculate. A lot of them are using it. Why? Because it's so good with anti-aging. It's so good once you get into your 30s and your early 40s. They want to stay young. So it's something that's really, really necessary. No matter what sport you're in, whether you're a bodybuilder, weightlifter, whatever, it can really, really reverse years off your life. So um, it's very hard to get busted for HGH because it has a very, very short, you know, active life in your body. So a lot of... Um, Wrestlers, for example, when they get tested for HGH, they got to fail three times in a row. So the chances of failing are pretty much nothing unless you're a complete moron, you know? And, you know, some of these other sports, they give you a few days notice 
So you can just stop taking the HGH, go get tested, and you're probably going to pass because it's going to be out of your system by then. It's, it's in and out. It's in and out really, really quick. So, you know, that's, that's why it's, it's so useful. We're going to kind of get into the benefits of HGH. But first, you know, we got to really separate, you know, over, over time. The last small Mr. Olympia winner was Samir Banu. This was back in 1983. And if you compare him back then to the monsters that we have today, it's like night and day. Now, what separates him? He weighed in, you know, like under 200 pounds when he won Mr. Olympia. Now they're closer to 300 pounds. So what, what has changed? It's the HGH use. It's the insulin use with the HGH. So guys are using the insulin with the HGH, and that's what's caused these monster physiques. So back then, they didn't really use the HGH. They didn't know about it in those days. So, I mean, that's a big, big difference between those days and today. So, I mean, the benefits are out, out, of, out of the world. I mean, you use HGH, especially if you're low, you have low levels of HGH. If you're just an average Joe and you've got low levels of HGH, you're not producing it anymore energy levels. The first thing you're going to probably notice is your energy levels. You're going to notice you're in, in a, a metabolic rate that goes up. You're able to decrease fat very, very easily. Your sense of well-being is going to go up. Your skin, your head hair is going to improve. You're going to have faster overall recovery. You're going to have stronger tendons and bones. You're going to heal injuries that you had nagging for, for months and years. You're going to sleep like a rock at night. That's one of the things you'll notice even the first week or two on HGH is you'll sleep really, really hard on it. So, you know, those are the benefits. And I have to, I have to admit being on HGH, my mood was a lot better. I was in a damn good mood on HGH. So I would encourage everyone get your growth hormone tested. If your growth hormone is low, then getting on a therapeutic dosage of HGH can really, really change your life, especially if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, that could really, really make a difference with, with everything. Rick, you want to kind of go, go over? Uh... Yeah, uh, one thing is uh, we've discussed on the podcast before. It was the addition of insulin, which was uh, synthesized, which was kind of uh, was available synthetic in about the 1976, around that, that era. And then human growth hormone around 1985, they were both available and made in a lab and, you know, it can make just limitless amounts of it. That's when you started to really see bodybuilders take off and get huge, you know, into these monsters that you have today. Now, there are different opinions of, on this, but my, uh, from, from the guys that I've spoken to and some of the researchers that I've, I've had, I've dealt with, you don't want to take the, the human growth hormone and the insulin around the same time. Insulin gets in the way of the way that human growth hormone is able to move uh, across the cells. So you'd kind of want your human growth hormone uh, to be in, uh, in a bottle on a sort of a fasted state. The insulin helps the way your steroids work as well. So not only does insulin itself have some muscle building effects, but it actually helps the way and improves the way your muscle cells um, react to those steroids you're taking. So that's, that's really important. Now in human growth hormone, you know, you don't want them, you don't want to shoot the insulin, the human growth hormone around the same time. It's going to 
and shorten the, I wouldn't say the life, but it's going to just inhibit the way and how many cells that human growth hormone can really affect. You know, it's, it might be one of the reasons why your body naturally makes more human growth hormone when you're asleep because you're in a fasted state. You know, besides the fact you're going to REM sleep and whatnot, but you're in a fasted state. And I think that really helps the way that human growth hormone is, is able to get, get across your cells and, and get around to everything. Um, I've said it on, on several podcasts. I'll say it again. Human growth hormone is very much a, a per animal hormone. It was a hormone that came about later in our evolution. While you can take testosterone and actually use the same testosterone molecule, the same testosterone on a horse, on a dog, or on a human, and they all have around the same effects. If you use growth hormone from a different animal, it doesn't work. The first try at using growth hormone on a human, it was bovine growth hormone. There was a test, I believe the year was 1956, 1953, around there. They tried giving a, a person a, a growth hormone that came from a, from a bovine, from a, from a cow or a bull, whatever, and it just had no effect. It was three weeks, it had no effect. Then a couple of years later, they were using cadaver uh, growth hormone, and that had some effect. Again, the problem is you just needed to get 300 and something cadavers in order to, to have enough for one person per year. But human growth hormone or growth hormone itself is a very complex structure. It's a bunch of proteins that are folded up as opposed to, to a steroid that is just a, a ring structure. It has, it has a, a different rings, and it's a very simple structure that'll attach to androgen receptors uh, pretty much on any animal. Uh, the growth hormones are not, are not like that at all. They each have their own unique protein sequence. I believe human growth hormone is uh, nine, 919 protein sequence or 912. I think it's 919. I have to look it up, but it's you know it's it's if you if you're comparing the the size and complexity and I've said this before of of testosterone or a steroid to human growth hormone is maybe the difference between a golf ball and a car, you know uh, the it's way more complex. A human growth hormone is is, is just a completely more complex structure, and a golf ball is 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 not. And it's that's why you can hit a golf ball down a fairway, and uh, you can't hit a car down a fairway. You know, you can you can easily take testosterone and and bake it and you know put it and shake it and let light hit and put it through some different processes, and it's still pretty good to use. Human growth hormone, you got to be careful when you reconstitute it. You can't like just shoot the water into the wafer of human growth hormone in the vial, or you're going to start to damage some of it. You can't just drip 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 right on top of the wafer. You You've got to be careful. You got to turn the, the vial to the side. You got to let the water drip on the glass and let it kind of flood the human growth hormone. Let it flood it you know, very slowly. And then you don't want to be shaking up that vial. You don't want a uh, fast or slow races in temperature. Uh, you know, you don't you don't want temperature fluctuations. It's, it's a very it's a very easy structure to mess up and and to and to just make useless if you don't know how to how to work with it and of course if you if you just stick your needle into the the bowl of of the powder of human growth hormone wafer and you shoot the water right at it you'll damage some of it that it comes into contact with not all of it will be useless but but a good good portion of it uh you also 
if the wafer is not dissolving fully in the vial, you want to just let it kind of, you want to just let it kind of sit, let it do its thing. You don't want to shake it up and smash it against the, the walls of the vial. You really want to treat it, treat it with care. You know, it's, it's a completely different animal than, you know, testosterone trembling. You can bake trembling when you're making it. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll survive. No problem. So just uh, one thing to, to know about, about a difference between, um, the growth hormones and uh, and the androgens. All right, so let's get into side effects. We'll talk a little bit of, uh, more about how to use it, how to stack it. And then Rick's gonna kind of get into the fakes because the fakes is a big, big issue. And we're gonna, we're gonna help you um, pick the right HGH source so you don't get ripped off. But just let's talk about the side effects because HGH does have side effects. A lot of guys make the mistake of running HGH. Again, they copy what professionals do. We talk about this on the podcast a lot. They want to copy paste what the pros do. They think that that's going to, you know, make them uh, special or something. Well, if you copy what the pros do, you're going to get side effects. So I tell my clients, if you have good quality HGH and you run four IUs, you're going to get the carpal tunnel syndrome. Most likely you're going to get some water retention. You're, you're probably going to get along with the carpal tunnel syndrome, some joint issues. You may even get headaches. You may even get some issues with your thyroid, some negative issues with your thyroid. That's your, that's on you for, for abusing it. If you abuse it, you're, you're, it's going to cost you. So you want to basically use it a, at a proper dosage guys, four or five IUs is just too much. If you're running generic HGH, that's crap. That's half dosed. That's one thing. But if you're running high quality HGH, anything more than two IUs, you're going to get some side effects. So there's absolutely no reason if you're just an average schmuck, you're just an average Joe, like 99% of us, you're just a gym rat. You're not a professional. You don't need to be running these high dosages because the high dosages are going to backfire on you. They're going to give you problems. Okay. The big issue is it's going to decrease your insulin sensitivity, you know, and then we don't want that, right? It's going to mess with your blood sugar. We don't want that. You know, and that's, that's not the reason we do fitness. So if you're going to run HGH, remember, you're only running it to give you a therapeutic benefit. If you're, if you're a normal situation, that's what, if you're a professional six, eight, 10, 12 IUs, that's a different, that's a different story. You're going to be running insulin with it. You got to, you got to run insulin with it to get your blood sugar back down. So that's that's the way it works guys it just depends on what you want to do so how do we use it guys i mean i went over the dosages how long should you use it we didn't talk about that how long hgh is not like steroids you gotta run hgh for a little while if you want to get the best benefits if you only run it for a month you're gonna get some benefits you're gonna get better sleep all right you're gonna get some better sleep but you're not gonna get the benefits of the fat loss you're not gonna get the benefits of the of of the uh, issues with, you know, getting the, the, the therapeutic benefits, like healing injuries, nagging injuries, you gotta, so you gotta run it a few months. You gotta run it a good four to six months. So, you know, that's something you have to accept, you know, uh, it's going to be costly. HGH isn't cheap. A vial of testosterone is 50 bucks, 60 bucks. A kit of HGH that will last you about a month, a little over a month, it's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you a few hundred bucks at least for good quality HGH. So 
there you go. Uh, so Rick, I mean, anything else to add for that? And talk about fakes. Talk about how guys can make sure they get the right stuff. Well, HGH is faked a lot. It's very expensive. It's, uh, it's one of the ones that gets faked the most. Uh, there was a time back in the day, and it's not no way of telling now, but all HGH came either in yellow tops, blue tops, or green tops. And they were all made pretty much in the same couple of places over in China. And the tops will let you know just how good a quality it was, you know. And most brands out there, they were just private labeling. They were just sticking. They were just buying the vials without any any labels on them and just sticking their labels on it. And you'd have a ton of different websites selling some tropin something. It was some some tropin, some some tropin something, and they were all yellow tops or blue tops. You know, I didn't see too many green tops out there, but you can find them. Nowadays, you can't go by that anymore. Nowadays, they just, tops don't mean shit anymore, as far as I can tell. So there's a ton of fakes. You really just got to find a find a good source, find one you can trust, find one with reviews, hopefully on a good forum like evolutionary.org or on elitefitness.com. Find a good forum and, and try that, you know. Uh, I'm thinking about using some some GH now, starting to mess with it now. I'm 40, and, and I'm kind of in that age group where I'll probably get much more benefits from it than than I would have when I was a younger man. I think uh, it'll do way, way more for me now than it probably could before. So I'm about ready to start messing with it. Um, maybe, you know, maybe if you hit me up and, and, I'm, and I'm using something, I might, I might tell you what I'm getting and, and how good it is. So uh, just reach out to me on social. RikiVrock.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-V-R-O-C-K.com. And uh, that'll send you to my social or somewhere where you can uh, find a way to contact me and, and hit me up with questions. But yeah, it's a hit or miss nowadays. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a private labeling going on. Uh, these brands, most of these brands that you can get shipped to your door, they're not making their own GH. They're not even sending money away to have it made at all. They're, the whole big lots are arriving in, in Cali somewhere in California, um, you know, in, in Seattle and in Washington. They're just arriving there somehow. And then guys are getting the blank, the blank bottles, sticking their label on them. Or sometimes, you know, they, they order them and then somebody uh, states hat will stick the labels on them. But the big batches of bottles uh, with the different color tops, they're, they're just being made in mass. And brought being being brought over to the U.S. Uh, you know, somewhere, some way they they sneak them across customs or whatever the situation is, and then they just private label. You're not gonna find a lot of really good, legitimate made human growth hormone unless you can get your hands on like Pfizer or Bayer or something that's really certified. You know, the other best way is go to your clinic, go through your TRT clinic. And then you always know it's good. You always know it's fine. You know, you're not taking a chance at getting slips on bunk stuff. And yeah, even that, you know, if you, if you need a, a, good, a lead in a good TRT clinic and you hit me up, I might tell you who I'm using right now. I might, I might just tell you who I'm using right now. Who knows? Right. You, you, but uh, it's kind of the way it is, man. It's, it's, um, it's, it's become, uh, it, it's become like the wild, wild west out there for this stuff. You know, you can't, there was a time where we're going by the tops. The color of the tops was fairly reliable and, and not anymore, man. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, basically you just have to trust your source on this and 
you know, that's, that's what you gotta do. One of the common things that they do with the, with ACH Rick is they, they use ACG instead of the ACH. So guys will use it and they'll get some things happening from the ACG and they'll think that that's really ACH. So that's a really common thing. So one of the things you could do to get birth control, those birth control, uh, things you get from the uh, uh, pregnancy test the strip pregnancy test yep. yeah yeah pregnancy test. <laughs> that's what i meant so you get a pregnancy test and you can kind of test it because the aca acg is a female pregnant urine it's a synthesized version of that so it's going to show up as a positive in a lot of situations so if they're trying to screw you by selling you acg instead of the ACH, that would that would be an indicator of it so that's one of the it's ways a, you can think of it. It's a good way to test uh, if, if, because the number one thing that is used to, to change, to, to, to screw you, is they'll put H, HCG in there when you're looking for HGH. Absolutely. Steve is right. So at least with the test, you can tell if that's what's in there, because if you have real GH, it shouldn't, it shouldn't give you a, a, a positive on that, on that pregnancy test. So it's, it's a good way to know if, if at least the number one, uh, switch a route that they pull on you if, if if that is if that's what's in it, but if not, if it's not in it, then you still you might still not you might might be something else that is not HCG. You just you just at least uh, uh you could at least cross that one out. But it, it's it's tough, man. Every time you go underground, it's tough. It, I think it, human growth hormone. If you're serious about it, either you have a really good source or you go through your through your doctor to a TRT clinic. It'll be it can be expensive, but at least you know you're getting exactly what you're paying for. All right, so we sums it up, guys. Uh, we talk about ACH from from A to Z. Hope you guys learned a lot. If you want more questions, we'll link links to the uh, forum. You can come uh, ask your questions on the forum. Uh, we'll I'll answer it for you. For Steve Smee and Rick, has been another episode. We'll talk to you guys next week with another one. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.